Hello, dearies. Today, we are kind of treating this episode as a spring cleaning episode. By that, I mean we want people to reflect on the past, reflect on where you've been, think about what you're carrying and what you're going to bring forward this season. I know that in listening to this episode, I'll be focusing on my direct environment, probably cleaning my room. But what are you bringing in? This episode of Dear Jessamine has profanity, sex talk, weed smoking, and a bunch of other shit that's just not for everybody. You also may not agree with the stuff we say or how we say it. And we think that's great. We're recording today from Stolen Ohlone Land. We promote cannabis medicine to people over 21. If you're not 21, come back when you are. Another week. And we're back. <laughs> I can't believe how consistent we've been with this. I can't believe how consistent. <laughs> Shout out to Kylie C. Roberts. 112%. I think Kylie is 100% Isn't why. Is this Kylie Month? I feel like we're It's in Kylie Appreciation Month. Kylie Appreciation Month right now. Pisces Whenever When this airs, month. may not. No, yeah, it'll still be Kylie Appreciation season. Yeah. Thank God. There's never enough. <clears throat> yeah, that's a true statement. She also plays the character God on this show, in case anybody oh, yeah, yeah, Kylie knows anything about Kylie that. Kylie is God. Um, hey, Jessamine. Hey, Ash. How has your morning been? <sighs> My morning has been good, actually, really good. How has so, your morning been? Tricky morning, mm. tricky night, tricky night of sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm, I bet. I feel like I'm learning how to hold resentment in a funny way. Spicy. Will you will you offer more? This is what's new in paradise. Ooh, I suppose. Well, yeah. Maybe that maybe I shouldn't say that first because this is what we call in and I don't want to call it in. Oh yeah. <laughs> um sorry, I forgot the seconds. Okay, what's the positive opposite of learning to hold resentment? I am remembering how to let go. Oh wow. I want to call that in. I'm remembering how to let go. Wow, yeah. How about you, baby? <sighs> I'm holding that word. Before I let go, what? Um. Well, I'd love for you to be more specific, just because it's so real what you're describing. But I feel you. I think I'm associating some of the ways that I'm just like, no worries, all's well. Aries style over it before you can finish your sentence, kind of mm. thing. How I get keep getting into relationship patterns over and over, where like I feel like I'm being. Like, I'm not uh, operating from a space of, like, strength and self. And so I feel like there's this development in the last maybe five or six years of, like, well, if I'm a bitch or if I remember the thing that person did that pissed me off or hurt me, then I'll be safe because I'll be like, fuck you, you can't do this to me anymore. Mm. And that's what I meant by learning how to hold resentment is like learning how to remember that people hurt you in a specific way, mm. which I just mm-hmm. used to forget. I'm just like, I don't have time or space to hold that kind of idea. Mm. So anyway, what a process of like learning, yeah. but also like trying to remember like you have values already. Yeah. Ways you like to live. Yeah. 
it's a mess. I do want to hear from you. What's not a mess? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this morning has been good. Actually, I, I was very firm with myself earlier mm-hmm. in conversation with you. But just honestly, what stood out to me was that I was saying what I needed, expressing my truth or like just saying saying something that I needed, which can be hard for me. Mm. Um, sometimes I'll just like uh, pretend it doesn't pretend it's not happening or try to cover it up or call it something else. Mm. And I just like did not do that. And um, and it was because I was pushed to. And I think that that is really helpful for me to receive that kind of feedback that like I can't just do the same loop that I would usually mm. do. Um, so that felt really good. And, um, I'm dying to uh, know what you meant by, like, which conversation we were having that you're characterizing that way. We were talking about your, uh, feelings about my friend oh, yeah. that, uh, has been alluded to. That's on really show all before. we ever talk about. So could you be more specific? I hope not. Jesus Christ. I... <sighs> we're talking about my friend that I have a complicated relationship with. That I actually don't really think is that complicated, but it is. It creates conflict between the two of us. I'm just curious what it was we were talking about because I know all I don't even remember honestly oh, okay. because what I remember saying was, "I'm not going to do this with you." <laughs> Wasn't that when I was already walking away? <laughs> whatever, whatever you need to say, Aries. I really don't care. It's it didn't matter to me. It was just that I said like, that's so interesting that from your perspective, you're like you were already walking away from it. That's so interesting. I was just like, I don't, I feel like sometimes we'll be in conflict and I'll be trying to figure out how to make it my fault or mm-hmm. how to make it like, how to be like, okay, so what is my role in this? Like, how can, how can I do different or do better or hear you better? And it just got to a place where I was like, I, this is not mine. I cannot hold this. And this does not have anything to do with me. And I'm not going to hold it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't even, it's not like, it's nothing more than that. It's just, I'm not going to hold this. And like, you were like, I'm going to go. And I was like, and usually my response to that would be like, please don't leave. Or like, like we can figure this out. But I was like, go. And then immediately I was like, okay. Okay. And then after that, you were like, you said, thank you for loving me even when I'm hating myself so much that I hate you. I said that I think I hate you. That I think I hate you. And that's a lot to share right now. I know. Is this too much? I'm just saying. It's like, this is extremely what was. vulnerable. Well, story of mine or of my sharing with you. But it when you said that, I was like so appreciative of you and grateful for you because I understood where you were coming from. This is you disagree? Yeah. I mean, I felt like 
I don't know how to talk about this without just being more uh, open, but I know that you are under a lot of stress right now. And I respect the journey and the carrying of that stress. And I feel like a lot of times with us, there is no answer to the conflict. There is no resolution. That's true. Ultimately, it's just, we're just receiving each other. We are the fire meeting the ocean. And it just is at that place. And in that place, it feels really good to me to be able to just let it all be there. And it doesn't need to be fixed or handled or put together. It just is. So I was grateful for that. And um, and it's offered me a lot of clarity this morning. Or spacious. It's offered me spaciousness this morning. In a way that I wasn't necessarily feeling it before. Because when, when, we woke, when I got out of bed this morning, when I got in the bed last night, I was feeling a lot of conflict. Because I had resolved within myself that I was going to sleep alone last night and then we ended up sleeping together and I was mad at myself for that and I felt like I was not claiming my autonomy and like not being true to myself and that definitely filtered through my sleep and now has come up on this podcast so uh, thanks for that space to say all of that. For sure. What does that bring up for you? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I feel like I'm, when I'm in a state like this, I'm like trying to weigh. If I think when I'm not feeling this way, it'll be as good as I remember it being. You know what I mean? Or if it's like... If like the good is over. You know? I was with somebody in labor. I was driving them to the birthing center they were going to give birth in and... They said, um, they're a Libra. <laughs> Libra. <clears throat> and they said, I just don't know if this is the peak of the pain or mm. if it's going to get worse. I've never done this before. Mm. It's like that. That's so real. Yeah. If the worth it is going to feel as worth it as it did to them nine hours later, full moon. A baby, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's obviously worth it. Anyway, that's what's coming up for me. That's real. I just don't know if this is like the peak or if it's just going to get, you know what I mean? Like what's going to totally. come next? I think that's the obvious. And then I think about birth as like staring into the portal of another universe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um yeah, it's you're met with just deep unknown. That's like all there is. <laughs> it's like I have no fucking idea. That's fucking right. 
That's exactly right. I don't know what that is. I'm here. That's I don't know that. That's but then you do because you are it and made of it. You came from it. It's all there is. This is why I sometimes don't want to talk about it because I think it's like just not follow. I mean, I'm making it that right now. You know what I mean? But that's not how it is in my head. How is it in your head? Not podcast friendly in the sense of like syntax uh-huh. and words and yeah. stuff. I um, also just want to say that I was listening to an episode and I feel like I talked the entire time. Did you have a problem with that? Yes. Why? Because I wanted it and that's not what this show is, you know? If I'm being really honest with you, if I'm being really mm-hmm. honest with you, it's because I want to be respectful of what this is, and it doesn't feel like it's that, you know? I think I'm a little confused. <laughs> what is, what is this? This is not like the ADP show, you know what I mean? It is, though. It's called Dear Justin. And not, I don't mean it that way. I don't mean like it's yours, not mine or something. I just mean like, anyway, I just didn't like that it felt unbalanced and... I think Dear Jessamine is an idea. Mm, say more. Like, I don't think... Well, first of all, I don't think that anyone who would give... I don't think anyone is ever looking at me thinking about me. I think everybody's mm. always thinking about themselves. Whether they know it or not? Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's about being conscious of that. But I think everybody's thinking about themselves. And I think that this show, more than anything, is a conversation between the two of us. Like mm. on a practical level, sure. it's it has always been the two of us talking, and like, dear Jessamine, the idea is what started it, but ultimately it's a whole other thing. And you talk more than me in general all the time. Like that's our dynamic, and I love listening to you. I don't know if that's relevant. One should always be weary of the colonizer <clears throat> in their blood, you know? Well, there is also that. That is the reflection, probably. Grateful. Right. What a lens. How do you mean? It's just like a way to see life this go round, I think. It's like you're seeing it through this lens of white supremacy being in everything. And like colonizing being in your blood and it's showing up in different forms no matter what yeah it's just a fractal of the kaleidoscope of all of us of us portal into the universe yeah i mean i have it on the the other end it's horrifying i don't even want to say it out loud on this show but like i'm often i have to sit with my embarrassment of the ways that i will fall into being colonized and mm. seeking that. Mm. And um, being present to it, being the only actual option. What's up? One time, I remember this person I used to hang out with was like, she would talk about the, having the eyes to see. Maybe that resonates mm. for folks, but like, uh, my girlfriend talks about it like have like the responsibility in knowing. It's mm-hmm. like once you know something, it's like oh wow. 
I got, I, I, I now have at least a relationship to this information. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whether you have to do anything about it more than acknowledge that is up to you, I think, personal. But anyway, now I've lost my train of thought, which I do, I think, to myself on purpose. Yeah. Know? Totally. It's so interesting. I'm really just starting to realize, like, yeah. I'm sure you go so fast. Well, I go so fast, but it's like if I'm, if I'm like waiting in waters that I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. I'll like go on a little tan. It's like a, it's like a, automatic it doesn't doesn't feel voluntary but we'll go on a tangent and then be like wait where was i because mm. i don't want to talk you know because on some level inside me it's like a response i think to not wanting to go there mm-hmm. how are you using your energy oh man dang Ooh, i'm excited to like really try to think about this I'm on Instagram a great deal. I feel like that's the first. Mm -hmm. These days I'm thinking a lot about not eating because we're Mm -hmm. not eating sun up to sundown. Mm -hmm. And that takes, I think that's a lot of energy right now. But, and just in general, I think what's cool about the reflection of that is that there are things that I, you know, will impose a, a challenge, like a boundary or something as a challenge. Not that that this is exactly that, but I think there are pieces of it that there are moments in the day when I'm like, okay, you can connect with this as a challenge and you can like do what you do. It does offer the reflection that like, I don't always take that approach, even when it could be really cool. You know what I mean? Like Mm. I have a, I have a positive relationship to challenge Mm. and to like make things like I'm in the middle of this two week long project that could happen I mean physically could it could happen in about 25 minutes max um but it's taking me as long as it's taking me and um I'm not like making it I'm not saying to myself like okay your challenge is to finish this part of this or to finish all this like a to-do list I'm like what why don't I just make that like a chat like a challenge mm-hmm it's like, uh, it's, ugh, it's like, a, ugh, I can't ugh, be bothered or something. I was trying to tell my mom about it and she was like, we don't talk that much, but I said something like, um, something like if, fuck, wow, I think I didn't sleep that much last night mm. is a huge part of this. I really am just realizing like I was up a very, very, very long time and I, I, I'm feeling open to all the ways that that might be fucking with my ability to speak a whole sentence. That's so real. Also, what you were saying about your mom. What about my, yeah, what the fuck was I saying? I mean, you ran from it. Oh, whatever. She taught me a lot about that. I would love, I would love to not, I don't know, man. I don't know. I would love to not be feeling this way, maybe. It's relatable. How about you, Jessamine? What's going on for you? How are you using your energy? (sighs) Poorly is the first word that comes up for me. I don't know. That's not true. I think that I'm, I'm just thinking about how I put a lot of energy into other people and 
into figuring out how to make myself uh, worthwhile to those people. Is that true? I don't know. That might be an old tape. I was thinking this morning about how, like, I was thinking about, like, how to love yourself. Well, mm. what I was doing was putting on my face cream. And I was just, like, really taking care of myself. And I thought, this is how to love yourself. This is just really take very good care of yourself. Mm. Like, to do the things, only the things that only the most, like, caring person, doctor, nurse, facialist, fucking bestie. The be- it's like the person, the most devoted caretaker, do the things that only the most devoted caretaker would do for you. Would do for me. I don't even know about anybody else, but I'm like figuring this out for myself that like I can just. So maybe that is actually what I'm doing. And I've been spending time with more people than I have been for the last longest. And so I think I'm associating that with them as well, with y'all. Associating taking care of yourself? Like associating the change, I guess, with other people. But, um, and I don't know that that's a poor use of time at all. I think maybe it's a good use of time. Does it have to be qualified like that? It doesn't at all. Just be be a use of time? Yeah. But it does feel like a period of spring cleaning that Mm. I'm in, that we're in. Feels like tornado season to me. That's a way of cleaning. That is the the way the universe, that's why the earth vacuums (laughs) tornadoes. I feel like... That's definitely what's happening here. The spring cleaning is also coming forth because of the fasting. um, And that's what fasting is for. It's supposed to unearth all sorts of shit. Mm. Literally like clean. It's like the deepest cleaner, like the thing that's like scraping shit up that you're like, I I had no idea that that could even be down there. And that's what the fasting is for. Acidic, like acrid, like just disgusting. And then it comes up and then it's the new year. So I'm, yeah, I think that that is a lot of what's happening for me anyway. And it, it sounds like that's some of what's happening for you too. Who can say? <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds right. <clears throat> I mean, does it does it feel easier to make a joke about it? I feel you. I mean, whether it's easier or not, do you have a strong judgment about making a joke about it? No, I make jokes about everything all the time for this exact reason. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I, uh, never mind. Yeah. Tell me. 
No, I'm feeling like... I'm feeling like your experience is really relatable. I feel annoying. I'm trying mm. to just come to terms with that. First of all, as your room cohabitator in this moment, I would like you to not be feeling annoying on behalf of me. And as a person who loves you very much, <clears throat> I certainly hope that you don't feel annoying to yourself. Because I've been there and I hate it. I was wondering what your vision was with this uh, segment. I think like um, offering space to sort of talk about this like moment in time and how it feels. You said that you've been hanging out with a lot more people. I think also just like you've talked a little bit about like how I feel pretty consumed with like my work shifting and just thinking about the ways that things have been like in these three pretty solid periods of like Durham life, RV life, California life, just like how specifically thinking about energy, where we put our energy, how that's changed uh, or stay the same. Like speaking of that, that was my vision, but yeah. 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 I mean, I'm curious how things have shifted for you. If you feel like they've shifted, I don't know that I've really, feel like mine has shifted that much although I do feel a lot more I feel a lot more relaxed here than I did mm. back home and on the road wow and uh I feel like more at ease in general that's amazing I mean I guess it doesn't have to be I don't, everything is in motion yeah and everything is everything at the same time that I believe too. So I believe a new, a wind will shift eventually, anyway. What does that mean? A wind will shift? Like, eventually I won't feel this way. I'll feel less at ease. Mm. Like, I will feel anxious. I will be worried. I'll be worried about something, some new fresh hell that I'm digging right now. Mm. And that's a part of it too. It's just all a part of it. So maybe I feel a little bit more at peace with that aspect of it too. Just that it's all like a cycle well, that's like, of change. I mean, there is this piece where like, if enough bad stuff happens and you're still here, it's mm. like, it's going to be okay. Mm. You know, like it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like you can be in the worst situation and ultimately like it will pass because everything passes. Mm. Totally. But it is harder. It is harder and less hard to understand that consciously depending on the day. And today, for some reason, it's less hard. Right now, I'm sure there's plenty of time for something different. How? I feel like now I'm talking a lot. No. You're saying. <laughs> Not like that. The energy, the shifting energy. Mm -hmm. How How are you feeling that? I spent a lot of time and energy when we were in the RV on... Um, I felt I feel like like being on the RV, mm -hmm. like 
cooking this, changing this, hauling this, you know, fastening this, reconfiguring that, reorganizing this, getting rid of this, you know, building a fire, cleaning a thing, you know, Mm. it's just a lot of like busy work on an RV. Ironically, I mean, if it was any bigger, I'd lose my mind because there was just only so many things to do, but they all had to get done, you know? Mm. And um, I think here there is a lot of spaciousness for maximum creativity. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even begin to tell you like the boundaries that feel like gone here. Even just like our, if you walk out of our back, the back of our house, like you just see this expansive like valley rolling hills, like there's no boundaries here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody has any boundaries here. Um any drug you want just you could go pick it up at a store you know what I mean like there's just any expansion all it's just so much expansion that I feel like I'm sort of uh diluted or something diluted Mm. um diluted maybe too Mm -hmm. um yeah just like what is like what is like myself it feels like watered down or like Mm. you know like uh, opaque translucent translucent yeah, I like to abbreve sometimes. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, sometimes I feel like so much less of myself at once. You know, all at once. Yeah. Wow. Stretched thin? Is that a thing? Thin. That's mm-hmm. not something I identify with. Except in this energy yeah, field right, right now. This. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'm just, it's the unknown stuff. It's like the low in the boat. You know? Mm-hmm. My teacher speaks so slowly. I started a new project with her. She just, she, <laughs> I feel like a an interrupter. Cause she's mm. just, she's like, um, I was in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> like, <laughs> that started 76 seconds ago and hasn't had any sound in it uh-huh. since. <laughs> you know? Which I adore with all my heart. What? That's exactly the sort of project that you would do. That is exactly the teacher that you would have. Jesus Christ. Literally. Literally. (laughs) 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 I can't do it. We've talked about this on the show. Can't do what? Silence. No, just like I feel like I'm in a a really anxious place state right now mm-hmm. i can sometimes very much like find the quietest part of me and like cloak myself in it you know mm-hmm. but when i try from this state i feel like i just like shake it off you know what i mean the cloak just <sighs> slides right off mm. can't can't stay or something mm-hmm. what's going on for you um i don't even know how to describe it you said angry to- yeah, I am a little, but I'm just trying to like find out why and just figure myself out. Um, yeah, I do think that things have changed a lot from location to location. And I think that what was happening to us, with us, for us individually and together was fundamentally different in each of those locations. I think one of the things that makes me mad is thinking about us not being in the the past tense with the RV. Like that makes me sad and upset and like mad at myself more than anything. And then mad at you as the next person to be mad at. So I feel like this is a good time to pop in and mention that 
Yesterday during our planning meeting, we talked about how Dear Jessamine has gone through a lot of evolutions as far as where you guys have recorded the podcast. And I feel like that might also contribute to the energy of it. So if you guys want to kind of talk about that, I feel like that would be great. I feel like at the old house, there were so many things that were just being figured out. And it was toward the end of living in the house with my other partner. Somebody DM me yesterday and asked, uh, is it hard not living with them anymore? And they were like, you know, I just noticed because I've been following you for a long time that like you were, y'all have been together for a really long time. And like, now you're just not living in the same space anymore. And like, what is it like being in the season of your relationship? I'm like, funny, you should ask. It is really complicated and hard. And the whole thing with you and us, like, I can imagine you having a set of emotions of like leaving the house, which maybe for you was not the ideal that it was for me to be in this house that like I'd decided to live in with one partner, left it living with another partner to live in a completely different way. And all of that is on the show. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I don't know that there's a way to even there's to me, there's no ways to like sum up how all that feels. It just kind of is. Yeah. And there are a lot of things that actually, I don't really miss anything about the old house at all. I really appreciated it at the time. Yeah. I loved it. And I appreciate that it burned down the way that it did at the end, because then I'm like good on it. Like, okay, cool. There's no, I'm not yet to the part of sweet nostalgia. The home part burned down, not the house itself. Clarity. Oh yeah, the house is still there. I hope anyway. Um, No, just the, what happened here, what happened there, I feel like burned down. At the end, it incinerated and then it grew into something else, new things. And I guess I'm not far enough away from being on the RV to really sit with and accept not being on the RV anymore in the same way. I don't, I don't feel that way. Like past tense as in, we won't do that again. Just like past tense as in, it was last summer. What was like last up until December and then not as we transition into this whole new being in a house thing that like I still feel like I'm like one foot in and one foot out with the house me too but like you're not though in some ways like I think that might be a question that you're trying to ask okay I don't know I wasn't a question I was (laughs) saying how I felt you can't feel what I am and am not that's not a feeling of yours. I hear that, but I'm speaking and I'm just saying what I think. I'm not saying how you feel. I'm not telling you how you feel. It doesn't really matter. All I was saying was that the the experience of being on the RV feels inextricably linked with us being in the house now to me so that I'm like just trying to 
make it all make sense as it is so fundamentally different from where we started. And also like where we were at the old house in the closet is not even where we started. Like right. on Albany street is really what I think of. It's like the place that the show started and like us being in that little closet in mm-hmm. just off like your pantry, mm-hmm. at the old house, at your old house. And like that whole time, God, it feels like a dream now. Yeah. That whole time of like, being on the back porch of that house and like just like really getting to know each other and deciding to be creative partners and to follow all of that yeah to follow <clears throat> all of that feels very far from here now I don't know that it's a bad thing but it's definitely That's where my sweet nostalgia lives for sure. With that dog, oh my God. Hard for me to think about that place without that dog because I wouldn't have that place. We never would have had that closet or whatever. If I didn't have the dog, it was so expensive. She just needed that yard, you know? She did. It's amazing how everything just rolls right out. Literally. I love being alone with you in that space. Yeah. I thought that was a great house for you. Thanks. Yeah. It's funny I said thanks just now because I know I was thinking it's such a nice house. And then right then you said that was such a great house for you. And I was like, wow, you want me to have nice things. (laughs) And I said, thanks. I want you to have everything. Back at your tits. Now, do you want to get out of here? No, not necessarily, although we are 10 minutes out. Linger longer, lady. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a weird episode. Yeah, but I think we made a an agreement that if this is the truth, this is what the show is. No, I'm grateful and nothing, for it. nothing other than what that feeling that you're having is. That's the show. Yeah. You being like, wow, it's a weird episode. That's what I feel like the show actually is made of. Yes. That's what I'm, yes, that's what I'm grateful for with this show. I feel like the point of the art is not to be looking at the art. Mm, That's right. It's just to be living and being. It is taking things a step further than just being too set intention to record, you know, to paint, to draw, to snap a photo. I think that is one extra piece or something, choice, you know? Mm -hmm. That intention. I mean... I'm curious what I see here, what people's lessons, spiritual practices that we're putting our energy toward or using our energy for. You're what one, I don't know, I don't care. 
Like I do. I feel like I should care, but I don't care. Mm. What do you feel instead? That, I mean, I don't know. Um, apathy. Yeah, I feel apathy. I feel like whatever. I feel like we're doing the practices. Whether or not they're good practices is up in the air. I have a question that I wanted to ask you a long time ago in this episode. And it was this conflation that I heard in something you said around, um, and I may, I may have put these two things together where you didn't, so correct me, please. But it seemed like you said something, it seemed like you said something like, um, if something is my fault, and then you reframed and said, like, if I have to show up to something or if I am asked to show up for something, to something. And I was wondering if you, how linked you feel like culpability and accountability are. Do you know what I mean? Probably pretty linked. Like something being your fault and something being something you take responsibility for, that you take ownership of or that you like claim. I as. think I was thinking of those things as even being the same, so... Maybe, I mean, it, yes, I do see yeah. those things as being linked. That was so helpful to hear. I mean, I'm glad I asked because I don't want to assume that I that that's what I heard. How do you feel about that? Well, I guess what I'm trying to do in life is like find myself in a position of being 100% responsible for myself mm-hmm. and encouraging other people to be 100% responsible for themselves when asked. And that... Also, that there is no right or wrong, that everything that's happening is an opportunity to learn. So putting those together, I just feel like the things I'm accountable for are not my fault so much as, you know, space things I'm opening myself to learning a lot about or learning from. And I, I just, um, I think it's, a, it's it, ha- it happens in our conflict sometimes where I'll show up to you and ask for you to hold something with me emotionally, basically. Sometimes not that sweetly, though, for sure. Sometimes I'll just be direct. Sometimes I'm being volatile and upset. And I think you think the accountability or the responsibility I'm asking you to take with me sounds like blaming you for mm-hmm. something you haven't done or something. It's helpful for it's helpful for me to think about it this way because I think I would want very very much to let that inform how I move in the future. Just taking being intentional about not saying things that seem like blame, you know, where I can again very upset sometimes. It's hard to parse all this out, but I think the more I talk about it and practice, I think the more it's likely to be able to access that even when I'm. Like feeling dysregulated. Maybe. I don't know. Just making all this up, I think, as I go. So thanks for going there with me. I mean, I wonder when when it feels like I'm being blamed, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you're looking for blame. You know, it very well could. I mean, it's it's such a paradigm that I'm steeped in this whole lifetime you know of like 
victim, villain, hero, you mm. know? Mm. And so it, it, it just be alive if I, if I said absolutely not, you know? Mm. But I'm not, I don't think I'm like consciously aware of that or that's mm. not what I'm like showing up for. I'm showing up for relief. Mm. If I could really frame it well, and this is what I like, did you ever, oh yeah, you, you had a, when you were a kid, you like wanted to be, it wasn't that you wanted to be somebody so much as, I feel like we've talked about this word. Um, what's her name? It's like you just saw yourself like as this actor. She was a, oh, was she Buffy? Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Is that what you said one time? No, it was the other three name person. Brunette. Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yeah, yeah. Didn't you say that one time? I said what? That there's like something about her that's like the girl you feel like you're supposed to be or whatever. The girl I feel like I'm supposed to be mm. is um, really gentle and really mm. capable of saying like, hey, baby, like I'm struggling so much with this. Mm. Could I have five minutes of uninterrupted, no phone? I'm going to put on a timer. Please, time, I need you. Mm-hmm. When I'm in that state. But what I do is like come out like the fucking bride of Chucky. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyway, it's not the girl I think I'm supposed to be. Although it is voiced by Jennifer Tilly, who is a girl I would gladly do anything for. Wow. That took a turn, eh? It did, and I appreciated the turn. Glad for the um, laughter. Yeah. Yeah, I do uh, think that what you're saying <laughs> makes sense. That I don't know. I feel like everybody has a version of themselves that like they think they're supposed to be or mm-hmm. something, and then that has absolutely nothing to do with who you are in reality. And I don't experience you as Bride of Chucky. You can be intense. That's just not how I would describe the intensity, though. But. Sometimes I think you're a little more trash can man than uh, the bride of Chucky from the stand. Mm -hmm. You would go with a what is who's that? Stephen King. Stephen King. You would go with a Stephen King reference. I love that about (laughs) you. It's so literary. (laughs) Just on one. What you were even saying was that you are really looking for something that is not being expressed by how you. Maybe it's not clear to me from how you are communicating it. Yeah, I'm just looking for sweetness, which you offer. Some this is the craziest part. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The craziest part is that you frequently, like this morning, you will offer just the kindest, sweet words, and I'm just like, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. Fuck that. No. <laughs> just no. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Lord, what a note. But you do the same for me sometimes. Offer sweetness, and I'm like, shut up. It's <laughs> one of my favorite TikToks. Actually, I wanted sour. Oh, I don't you know. Insist on being sweet. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's. Yeah, it's just feels complicated. You know. Yeah, I don't think it has to have a subtitle or something, you know. All right. 
Yeah, right. Let's get the fuck out of here. You want to? See ya. Yeah, bye. Dear Jessamine is produced by Tenderfire Media. For more on our show, follow us on Spotify and Instagram at Dear Jessamine or head over to our website, dearjessamine.com. If you're an Apple podcast person, you can subscribe to our show. And while you're there, write us a review. They really help us out a lot. And they give you a place to let folks know how you feel about our show. Here's our team. Kylie C. Roberts is our editor slash producer. Angel Foster and Naya Williams do our social media. Jamie Leppard draws our art and Fruit Snack plays our theme song. Montez Mickles is our director of production. Anna Rooney is my chief of staff. Amber Richardson is Ash's chief of staff. Ash Danger Phoenix is my co-host and co-producer. And I am Jessamine Stanley. And we believe that no one should be in jail for weed. What did tra- Tell me about Trash Can Man again. Trash Can Man was like a genius. And he, though, was very interested in pyrotechnics. Ah, uh, yeah, that was the same guy. And so spent a lot of time around <laughs> nuclear um, materials. And it fucked with his brain. Yeah. Okay. And I think that this is what happened to him. And he... In particular, decided to carry a warhead, uh, I believe, like a uh, nuclear warhead of some sort, uh, maybe atomic, I don't know, something bad, to the center of Las Vegas. After the apocalypse. Post-apocalypse. and um, Where all the hedonists went to. Took it to Vegas, where all the hedonists went to play. Hey, what? Kablooey, that is a big spoiler in the stand. Oh, no. <laughs> if you've read that book or watched the TV series that I've made about it. I wanted to just say, do read the book because you don't get all mm-hmm. that backstory of Trash Can Man just watching either of the two series that were made about this book. Mm, I definitely got most of that from the second series. but um, Oh, his yeah. history? No, he does. Actually, no, that's in the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tender Fire. Drop page.